Did you guys know that Sir Isaac Newton died a virgin? That's what you get for inventing calculus, you fucking nerd. Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, you champions? Thank you for tuning in to yet another hard-hitting episode of the Unapologetic Man podcast. My name is Mark Singh. For those of you who are new to this show, I try to give actionable advice in the quickest, easiest way possible. So today we're going to talk about how you should never put yourself in the feminine role when it comes to women, especially in the beginning. The first couple weeks, man, you have to be diligent. You have to be like a guard on security watch as far as how much you're letting yourself go into that feminine role. Because if you do it too much, even if she tries to make you do it, and this is what we're gonna talk about, she's going to lose attraction for you. Remember, her job is not to get herself attracted to you. Her job is to test you. Her job is to be yourself. Her job is to do whatever the fuck she wants to do. And of course, in her own way, try to deliver to you good personality, a good experience. That's her business. But her job isn't to set things up for you where you're going to succeed. In a lot of ways, women will inadvertently and perhaps even purposely set things up for you where you can fail, put out pitfalls for you, put out traps for you that they unconsciously don't even know they're doing but they'll do it to you as a way to test you. And this is one of the biggest ways they do it, trying to put your sorry ass in the feminine energy. Do not fucking go there, bro Tendo. Don't let yourself be that dude, bro Shake. Do not be that guy, Theodore Roosevelt, because you will get blown out so hard, the fucking Theodore Roosevelt mustache you have on your face will fly off of it when the concussion hits. And this has happened time and time again, not only to my clients, but also to myself. Before we jump into the content, gentlemen, I want to read a quick email that I just got from my client, Brendan. Brendan is from that fantastic country, Australia. Listen, American listeners, and I know the majority of you guys are listeners. Dude, I got got to put it out there, man. Australians are fucking cool as hell. I have not met one Australian. Actually, there was one dude like three years ago that was a douche, but that was literally the only guy. Every single Aussie that comes into the program is exactly as we expect them to be. Cool as fuck, laid back, great personality, and they just want to improve themselves. They don't do the typical bullshit that Americans do. It's like, I don't know how I'm flaking, not showing up to their calls. I swear to God, man, there's something about those Aussies. They are reliable. They are fun as hell to work with. And Brendan, you are a fucking champion, man. And I'm going to read quickly what Brendan says, and then we're going to jump into the content. Hey, brother, should I, should I read in an Australian accent? Nah, I can't do that. I can't do that. Hey, brother, not that you need the validation, but I thought I'd take a moment to give you some words. I'm far from a pushover in many regards, and I'm not easily swayed. Trends, celebrities, pop culture, I couldn't care less. I seek substance, authenticity, and purpose above all else. With all that being said, hats off to you, my friend. The sheer depth of your program, the mix of real life hows and whys, plus the support, accountability, and NLP is something special. In a world of fakes, frauds, and people who are more than willing to sell their souls to pleasure-seeking and empty pursuits, you are very much a breath of fresh air. Hold your head a little higher today, Mike because you're making a difference in the world. I super appreciate that, Brendan. I can't thank you enough. 
just being a few weeks in my program and recognizing how much I care about your success, that means the world to me because I do. I want my guys to succeed. I have a 95% client success rate. What does that mean? That means out of 20 guys who come in, 19 get success. Why? Because just like Brendan said, I hold you guys accountable. I'm authentic in the way that I want you to succeed. And the one dude out of 20 who doesn't succeed usually goes back to his ex-girlfriend or gives up because of whatever reason. And believe me, man, I'm blowing the dude up, following up with him. But some people just can't be helped. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. So if you're ready to drink the Kool-Aid, drink the water, come join us in the coaching program. We would love to have have you click the link in the description below sign up you and I are going to talk a little bit and you're going to get on a free one-on-one NLP breakthrough session with my partner and NLP expert Victor Lynch to talk about whether or not we can help you that's all we care about can we help this guy we want the home runs man we want the reputation that I have I have all these case studies all these testimonials because not only am I very good at what I do but I pick the right clients so believe me, you're not going to be pushed into some hardcore sales process. We just want to meet you, see if we can help you. And then at that point, we decide whether or not we move forward. So explore it with us, man. Sign up. Let's talk. Let's see if we can get you the same success that I get for almost all my clients. 95% of them. Pretty good fucking statistic if you were to ask me. So what's feminine energy? Feminine energy is being the follower, being the person who's watching the other person in an admirative way, such as a person on stage singing and you're looking up with them with tears in your eyes and a boner in your pants, that's being in the feminine energy. It's following in any way whatsoever. It's supplicating. It's being more reactive to the other person. It's working for the other person. And let me explain that before you get all pissed off and hyperextend your butthole. Let me explain it. It's basically being the person who's being led. The person who's being led is the one in the feminine energy. Now, in the first two weeks, your dynamic with the woman is established. The first two weeks is where you guys are feeling each other out. You're seeing who's the leader and who's the follower. And it's her job to test your ass. And this is what I call frame checks or in the community, they can be called shit tests. What she's going to do is say little things to you to try to get a rise out of you. The other day, I was showing this girl some pictures with me and my family, and she immediately points at me in the picture, and she's like, your pants are too high. Now, if I were in the feminine role, I would give her that frame, wouldn't I? I'd say, okay, you're setting a frame that my pants are too high, which by the way, they kind of were. I have super fucking long legs. Actually, in Japan, when I worked there, kids would come up to me and be like, where's your belly button? And I would point at the spot between my pecs and I'd be like right here and they would all laugh because I got these fucking long legs, bro. And it is what it is. So people often make fun of me because of my long ass skinny deer legs. Well, that's what she was doing. She was trying to poke fun at me. Now, if I bought into it and was like, well, you know, I was just born that way. I have long legs and pants don't really fit me right. So I got to get them over my tiny ass and reach my belly button that's between my two pecs. And, you know, it's just the way it is. Like, why are you trying to insult me? It hurts my butthurt feelings and I hyperextended my anal chakra. If I fucking said that, what do you think would happen with her attraction? That's right, dude. It would spiral down into oblivion and disappear like a fart in the wind. Instead, what I said is, why are you staring at my crotch? Okay, <laughs> that was a pretty gangster reply, right? So she points out something that is off about you. You need to turn it around on her, thus taking the masculine role. Had I bought into what she said, going along with her frame that she set out, that means I'm following, doesn't it? Instead, what I did is I took the frame back and I turned it on her. Why are you staring at my crotch? 
And what did she say? She's like, I'm not staring at your crotch. It's just your pants are too high. I'm like, yes, you are. You're staring at my crotch. You're thinking about how you're going to get those pants off. Relax, Casanova. We just met. Once again, me being in the masculine role, putting her in the feminine role where she needs to be to get attracted to you. I don't care how much hate mail I get. I don't care how much fucking women flip out about this and what I'm saying on my podcast. It's the truth. Here's how attraction works. The man leads, the woman follows, and therefore they get attracted to one another. Have you guys, and I wish I could have all my female listeners listen to what all of you are about to say along with me. Have you guys ever met a chick that was hella masculine? Yes, you have. And did that chick turn off your attraction like your boner goes down, like you're looking at a grandma with a peg leg and a mullet? Of course it did. Because masculinity in a woman is extremely unattractive to us. How many of you guys have seen this super banging chick and she's like, what's up, man? What's your name? Nice to meet you, bro. And you shake her hand. There's like calluses on it and shit. And she fucking just got done jerking her dick in the bathroom because she was basically a dude. Now, I'm not making an attack on the LGBTQRS community or anything like that. I'm saying... A woman who's in her masculine energy is unattractive to men. And here's the other point. A man who's in his feminine energy is unattractive to women. But here's the difference. Women are going to try to put you there. It's part of their testing process. Think about it. When you go to Home Depot and you buy a piece of plywood to fix your fucking porch because you're a goddamn man, you got to lean on that thing a little bit to make sure it's going to do the job, right? If I lean on it and it breaks, how's it going to hold up everybody at my barbecue party where I'm cooking up a bunch of fucking steaks on the grill because I'm a goddamn alpha, unapologetic silverback? It's not. It's going to break. I don't trust it. Fuck that piece of wood. It's the same thing with women. So they're going to try to put you into that feminine role just to test you. Why are your pants so high? What you have to do is flip that shit. Why are you staring at my crotch? She says, why don't you have a girlfriend? What do you say? You guys should know this now. The real question is, why don't you have a boyfriend? Or why are you asking me that? Are you like applying for the job or something? Hey, listen, applications were due by five today. Right now it's 10 p.m. So apply tomorrow. Applications are at the front desk. Just talk to Mary. She'll hook you up. It's that kind of thing where you're taking the leadership role. Now, in many situations, particularly when we start dating a woman, we will inadvertently do shit that puts us in the feminine role. So the big point of this episode is to always ask yourself, brother, is what I'm doing here putting me in the masculine role? Is what I'm going to do for this girl, with this girl, because of this girl, putting me in that bitch-ass feminine role, making her the leader? Now, I'm talking about the first two weeks, okay? When relationships continue forward, you can sometimes put yourself in the quote-unquote feminine role, but I strongly suggest in the first two weeks especially, even the first month or two, do not fucking do it. Here's an example. I dated a girl who was a DJ, okay? She was DJing at a big club. She's like, come and watch me. And this was like on our third date. She's like, come on, come and see me. And what I did was I said, sorry, I'm tied up that night, maybe next time. Now, it's not because I'm insecure. It's not because I'm a dick. It's because I knew that if I were in that feminine role of being in the crowd with my two hands making a heart as she's up on the DJ booth and I'm all getting into her music, it kind of makes her in the masculine role and it puts me in the feminine role, doesn't it? Now, I could have talked my way out of it, framed my way out of it. It would have been fine. But I was just like, dude, I don't want to put myself in that situation this early on. And you guys need to make those same kinds of decisions. Is she leading this? 
Now, there is a way to let a woman lead, and I'm going to get to that. So stay tuned till the very end of this episode, because I'm going to get to how do you deal with it when you are going to let her lead, when she insists on leading? How do you deal with that? But for the time being, always ask yourself, is this putting me in the feminine role? Another example, you guys are on a first date, and you say the very big mistake, what do you want to do now? And she's like, oh, there's this really cool tapas bar that we could go to and they have cool shots and it's a really fun time. Let's go there. And you're like, okay, well, I don't know where it is. So lead me there. And then she like drives and she leads you there and she walks in. She's like, what's up, everybody? This is Mark. And, and everybody's like, hey, Mark. And you're like, hey, and you're the fucking douchebag. You're the beta cuck. So in the beginning, as I keep saying, don't put yourself in that situation. Also in relationships. I had a friend about 10 years ago who wasn't making a lot of money. He was dating a girl who was super hot, and it's funny to me because super hot chicks who try to sell anything, whether it's pharmaceuticals, whether it's insurance, whether it's fill in the blank, a fucking car, an airplane, whatever it is, hot chicks make buku cash selling shit. So this chick was selling Aflac insurance. She was making 120 a year. She was doing pretty well. Well, my friend at the time wasn't making much money and the girl was into physique competitions. She was banging, dude, solid nine. So she would get her physique all dialed in, hot blonde, making lots of money with Aflac because she wasn't a great salesman. She was hot. And you guys are probably laughing right now because, dude, how many opportunities do hot chicks get that the rest of us normal dudes don't? I mean, come on, come on. Let's be honest now. They could fucking sell ice to an Eskimo, bro. Fucking sand to an Arabian in the desert because they're hot. And they're like, oh, I'm so good at my job. Really? It's because you're banging, dude. That's why you're getting so many sales. So she's selling off the hook. She thinks she's hot shit. And she needs somebody to meal prep for her. So she asks my boy, hey, since you're not making much money, how about I pay you to meal prep for me? Do you guys think that was a good or a bad idea? Damn right. Horrible idea. And he said, yes which later I told him, like, bro, you shouldn't have done that. Now, it seems innocent. It seems innocuous. Like, I'm just going to cook for you. You'll kick me some money. But what's consistently being put in place? That's right. He's in the feminine role. He's cooking for her. He's being paid by her. He's working for her. You guys ever wonder why it is that girls who are working for you seem to get attracted to you, but the girls who you're working for, unless it's a rare occasion, kind of don't seem to get attracted to you. It's the power position. It's the masculine role. So we understand that in the first two weeks, a month, just avoid those situations. She tells you she wants you to come to, let's say, meet all her friends. And she's this amazing like swing dancer. And she has a swing dancing group. And this happened to me where she's going to show off and have like a competition. And you have to sit in the crowd once again, making the heart emoji with your fucking hands. You just say, no, dude, I'm sorry. I'm busy that night. Now, obviously, if you have enough frame, you have enough confidence, you can go into that situation and be okay. I personally feel I could, but why stack the chips against yourself in the first several weeks when it's probably one single event out of many different things that you can simply say, hey, I'd love to, but unfortunately I'm tied up to keep you in the masculine presence and keep her in the feminine presence. Because oftentimes women don't even know what they're doing trying to get the masculine energy. And I'm not saying just because she invites you to her swing dance competition, she's trying to get the masculine energy. What I'm saying is they don't often understand this dynamic and they'll inadvertently do things that seem exciting to them, but in fact will blow out her attraction for you. So in a way you're doing her a favor because you understand this stuff. You understand that, look, 
I have to be in the masculine energy. She has to be in the feminine energy. If she's a firearm expert and she's like, come out to the range, bro, and we'll shoot my 50 caliber. And she's teaching you how to like work the bolt and, and shoot and everything. And she's like, good job, buddy. And she smacks you on the ass. Who's in the feminine role? You are. So don't put yourself in that situation until you've established your masculine role. Now, that begs the question, what if you can't avoid it? She wants to take the frame, right? So say, for example, you guys are on a date and you're like, come on, let's get sushi. And she's like, I'm allergic to sushi. Let's go to this burger place instead. How do you deal with that? Because if she says, let's go to this burger place instead, it's seemingly her control in the frame, isn't it? This is where letting comes in. Letting is L-E-T-T-I-N-G. I'm letting her have the frame. So what I do in that situation is be like, you know what? That actually really does sound good. Let's go ahead and get some burgers. Come on and take her there. So along the same line of thinking, if she's going to go teach you how to shoot her 50 cal, it's really hard to say, and she's got a ball sack in her pants and she's like, ting, as she's fucking dipping snuff and she's basically a dude, you would be wise to show up with perhaps a couple of your own guns, right? A Sig Sauer P226, an AR-15, and if you're watching on video, maybe something like this bad boy right here, a pistol caliber carbine in nine millimeter with a fucking laser beam on it and a silencer on the front. It's actually not a silencer. It's just a, it's just for looks because silencers you have to get a stamp for. But what I'm saying is you would show up prepared to be in the masculine role in your own way. She can teach you some things. And if she's teaching you those things, you are letting her teach you. Say, for example, and this happens to me a lot, I go out dancing and the girl's a better dancer than I am. The frame is, hey, teach me how to do that. Let me see you do that again. That was really cool. Okay, so I put my hand here. You know what? You're a really good teacher. I respect that about you. I'm still in the masculine role because now she's teaching me something, but I'm asking her to teach me. You see how that works? So you could go to her DJ event, let's say, and be in the crowd and the dynamic that you would set up is, hey, let's see how good of a DJ you are. Let me see what you can do. And kind of have that look on your face like, yeah, dude, you're killing it. You're actually doing really well, rather than being like the super fan, right? And again, it seems petty, it seems small and insecure, but it's not. It's how you would act if you had a strong frame. Your frame is always, I know what's best for me. I'm strong in what I like and who I am. I'm going to lead the woman. And if she teaches me something, shows me something, or shows off for me, the frame is almost like a daughter performing for her father. And again, I know so many people listening right now are going to get super butthurt, but I'm telling you, that's the way it has to be, lest she loses attraction for you, which has happened to so many guys, including me, where I went into the feminine role thinking that, let me just let her take control and then she'll like me more. And then the next day she blew me out. And then I was like, why the fuck did that happen? I let her lead me to the beach, her favorite beach where she wanted to pick up shells. And she showed me all these different places. And I was like, oh, you're so great. I can't believe how awesome you are. And then she blew me out. Why is that? Because she was in the masculine role. So had I reversed it, hey, show me that beach. Oh, dude, that place over there is cool. When did you find this? That's awesome. What kind of shell is that? And having her kind of dance for me, as it were, like a father who's kind of testing his daughter, that's the dynamic. You, brother, have to be in the masculine role. And ladies, please do not email me about how I'm wrong, about how this isn't the way it works, because I'm going to tell you something right now. And gentlemen, listen to this. And this is a message for all the ladies out there. 
you do not logically understand what attracts you emotionally. Now, gentlemen, there's vaginas all over America, Australia, Canada, and England hyperextending. There are fucking flames coming out of multiple buttholes across the world because it pisses them off so bad, but they don't. And that's something I want you boys to understand. Women do not understand what attracts them emotionally. They think they want a certain guy, right? And you've all seen this. I want a guy who is 6'2 and in great shape and makes six figures a year. The 666 thing, right? Six inch dick, six foot two, six figures a year. And then they'll go sleep with the freaking midget who has a micro penis because he has frame. So when women list out for you what their ideal man is, fucking throw that shit out. Logically, that's what they want, but it's not what attracts them emotionally. So those are two very different things. And what attracts women emotionally is this, you being in the motherfucking masculine role. So always run all your decisions, all situations through that matrix. Am I in the leadership role here? Am I the one who's leading? Am I the one who's even in power socially in this situation? Because if you're not, you're not only going to disappoint yourself, you're going to disappoint her. And she's going to be like, I don't know why I'm not attracted to him. He's got everything I want. He's funny. He's great. But ah, I just lost attraction for him after he came to my DJ show where he was dancing and being a fanboy of me. Hmm, I wonder why that is. I don't know why, but I'm dating Brian instead. That's the way female psychology works. So you, brother, need to be in the masculine role. I hope this has helped you, gentlemen. I do appreciate you listening. If you'd like to apply for my program, I don't know how many times I can tell you, you have to come join us, dude. It fucking works. And it's because of concepts like this that we understand to a very deep level that we're going to teach to you to make it a very structured skeleton of your seductions that it works so well. So come join us. Click the link in the description below. Fill in the quick application. I don't know if you're watching on video or audio, but I have this gun sitting on my lap and it's kind of nice, kind of like an armrest here. Should just record every single podcast with this gun in my hand, bro. How much more fucking American is this motherfucker? That's right, boys. I do appreciate you listening. I draw a podcast on Mondays and Thursdays, so please stay tuned for the next one and I will see you in the next episode.